Welcome, everybody, and thank you so much for accepting our invitation for this Bible study and reflection on Wednesday, January 31st, 2024. I invite you to share this with family and friends because I truly believe that once God's Word is sent out, it never returns empty. Now let us begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Peace be with you. Let us pray. Almighty and most merciful God, we thank you for creating us to live in community and relationships with others. We thank you for the gift of prayer and that you would allow us to bring our petitions and supplications to you. We know that you delight in our prayers, so help us, Lord, to strengthen our prayer life in and through your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. When you ask God for something, we actually refer to that as praying, and I mean something that you really need, either for yourself or for someone else, not just a frivolous want. Do you feel like God has ever responded with, that's not my problem? We're going to take a look today at a very familiar story in the Gospel of John. It's a story that describes the first sign or miracle that Jesus performed. It is a story that describes the miracle of turning water into wine and some of the circumstances surrounding that miracle. The book of John is different than the other three Gospels in that it doesn't start out with a genealogy, but it does state who Jesus was and who he is. John takes us from that introduction straight to where John the Baptist is baptizing. After that, he is beginning, Jesus that is, to choose his disciples. That was over the span of a couple of days. I tell you this because John, the reading today, John 2.1, starts off by saying, on the third day. So that just gives you a little reference there. Our reading today is from the book of John, chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. On the third day, there was a wedding at Cana in Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus was also invited to the wedding with his disciples. When the wine ran out, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, Woman, what does this have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Now there were six stone water jars that were there for the Jewish rites of purification, each holding 20 or 30 gallons. Jesus said to the servants, Fill the jars with water, and they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, Now draw some out and take it to the master of the feast. So they took it. When the master of the feast tasted the water, now become wine, and did not know where it came from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew, the master of the feast called the bridegroom and said to him, 
everyone serves the good wine first, and when people have drunk freely, then the poor wine. But you have kept the good wine until now. This, the first of his signs, Jesus did at Cana in Galilee, and manifested his glory, and his disciples believed in him. Here's what Josh Moody had to say about these passages in his book titled, John for You. And I quote, Who would have thought it? Jesus shows his glory. The very first of the seven signs of John's gospel. At a wedding. A massive long party. And not only does he do it at a party, but he does it by producing gallons of wine. So much wine that it would have been impossible to have drunk it all at the party. Whoever this Jesus is, he is not what religion has made him out to be. He is about fullness. And so in Charles Spurgeon's unique words, when you are told to believe in him, believe in him up to the brim. When you are told to love him, love him up to the brim. When you are commanded to serve him, serve him up to the brim. And that's from one of Spurgeon's sermons. And if you have any interest in reading the whole sermon, it is referenced in sermon number 2317, volume 38. Jesus, his glory is shown in this moment of joy. God's new work in Jesus is going to be centered on celebration, joy, festival, and that sign of the new covenant, wine. You know, verse 4 has often troubled people. Why does Jesus apparently address his mother so bluntly as woman? It's important to compare this with 1926, where Jesus uses the same expression, woman, when ensuring that his mother will be looked after when he has died. There, it is clearly meant in a tender, kind, compassionate sense of a son making sure that his mother is protected when he cannot protect her. In this passage, too, then we may read it as having a similar meaning. In our culture, we do not address a woman as woman without disrespect. But the way it was used then in that culture and in that language was as a polite and courteous expression, perhaps more like lady in English or madame in French. It was not a sentimental expression, but nor was it rude. The hour has not yet come is, of course, Jesus' coming hour of death and resurrection. Jesus doesn't want to be prematurely driven toward the cross by creating too much disturbance before it is the right time and before he has trained his disciples and completed his teaching. Jesus' mother says, do whatever he tells you, submitting to Jesus' leadership, and Jesus comes up with a solution that both solves the problem of this party and also is the first of his signs a sign that shows his glory. In preparation for them, that's the end of uh, 
the commentary there. In preparation for this study and reflection, I discovered and read a blog post by a pastor named Leif Holmes. I believe he is one of the pastors of a large non-denominational church in the Northwest. The following are some of his thoughts mixed in with some of my thoughts as well. Jesus got involved despite his apparent reluctance. What does that mean for you and me? It means that we can bring anything before him. There is nothing too trivial, I would argue that, but I get the guy's point. For us to bring to God, everything is miracle worthy to him. Proverbs 15.8 states, the prayer of the upright is his delight. That is what makes our prayers miracle worthy. Delays or apparent refusals in prayer on God's part are anything but. Was changing water into wine on Jesus's to-do list that day? I don't think so because Jesus said, it's not my hour yet. Yet he did it anyway. Now that is a powerful lesson for us all. What if Mary, his mom, had left it alone when Jesus told her to leave him alone? What if she had said to herself, oh well, I guess it's not his will. The obvious answer is that the wedding guest would have had a lot less reason to stick around. Yet, because Mary brought it to Jesus' attention, everyone was blessed by her faith in him. Lastly, I want Jesus to reveal his glory to me. If Mary hadn't asked, then this miracle would not have happened. This was about much more than making sure the bridegroom didn't lose face by running out of wine. This was about Jesus revealing himself to his disciples. If you have something you really need for yourself, or if you are asking as a supplication for someone else, wouldn't you want Jesus to reveal himself to you in a miraculous way? The next time you see a situation and you think, well, that's not my problem, consider it may be an opportunity to help someone and glorify God at the same time. Your relationship with Jesus is strengthened through prayer and thanksgiving. Jesus is revealed through Scripture. And through Jesus, we have a relationship with God, our Creator God. It is in and through Jesus that we see the nature of God and discern His will. As our relationship with Christ grows, it gives us a firm foundation to start, strengthen, and sustain our individual relationships with others. Thanks be to God for that strength that is offered through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the many gifts that you have given us and continue to give us on a daily basis. One gift that we often overlook is that you allow us to approach you in prayer. Help us, Lord, to strengthen our prayer life with you, and we pray that you might continue to show us signs just like your son did in order to glorify your holy name. We ask this prayer in the name of your son and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. 
And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Go in peace, serve the Lord.